Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. It's a warm welcome to our audience, to you, the listener out there. My name is Willem Klopper. I am your host. And in this episode, we will have a conversation with the National Technical Training Manager of IOPSA, Mr. Gerry Boota, to discuss his role as the National Technical Training Manager and what it entails, as well as what led Gerry to enter the plumbing industry and to achieve this role. We'll also discuss with Harry some of the challenges that he recognizes uh, through his position and his role and how those can be addressed. Harry, thanks, Stack, for coming through to studio today and uh, for your time and effort in being here. Thank you, Willem, and uh, good morning to our listeners out there. Just before we give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves, have a listen to this. We'd like to remind our audience that this episode is proudly brought to you by Articulated Plumber. This year, various role players in the plumbing industry will gather once more for an ultimate boxing showdown. And it's all in the name of charity. Yes, the plumbing industry is gearing up for this year's Champions for Charity boxing match. This white-collar boxing event will ultimately see various average Joes step into the ring and give boxing a bash. If you want to find out more about sponsorships or want to get involved, please email c4c at pirb.co.za for more. Right, Harry, this is my normal, uh, my tradition, my routine, if you could call it like that. Uh, I've got quite a few questions for you, but before I fire away with that, um, just for you to introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, All right, so yeah, <laughs> you know, I think um, people will soon realize that I had quite a roller coaster um, on s- at school, um, you know, being in a normal academic school. Uh, my father had a construction business. And school holidays was a rumor, especially in the, in the higher grades. So, uh, you know, it was one of those things, six o'clock in the morning, get up, get into the truck, we're going to work. So, so that's what happened. And, and you get to, I think it started to grow on me, um, being in that, in that environment. And I'm very thankful for that um, today. Uh, that's where I learned to weld and to do all of these things, which I wouldn't have learned in the normal course of life so so that's that's where it started out and then obviously you know after school um, people tend to ask so what are you going to do after school Um, and at that point in time we still had the responsibility regarding um, going to the army and my uh, thing was I don't want to go to the army so I I decided I want to go to the police force Mm. and that obviously had certain reactions especially from my mom uh-huh. saying that, uh, so well, are you crazy? And I said, no, 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 you know, that's my decision. I'd rather do that. Army is the thing. Army is, Army the, is the thing. I have to do it. So, <laughs> you know, you don't really have a choice about these things. So, But yeah, I can make a choice to say, instead of going to the army, running around in the dust all day, I'd rather do something that contributes towards something positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I then joined the police force. So, uh, in this... Uh, uh, period before I could finish, my father unfortunately passed away, and um, that's that's while you were in service. Yeah, I was still in service at that point in time. So, 
So he passed away, and, and you know, my, myself and my father uh, were very big buddies. Uh, and it was quite, I must say, quite a, a setback for me. Um, it took me a long time to, to actually, you know, get through this. And I wanted to then carry on with the business that he's had. But due to uh, certain powers, uh, they said they will not release me. And eventually that business was closed down. So, so there's my career opportunity is now gone. So, after the uh, the whole army police force thing, um, I had to make another plan because now, uh, what what's next? Mm. So then I applied with one of the big uh, banks, and I started uh, working at the bank as a repossession clock. Uh, obviously, due to the history with the SAP <laughs> thing, I thought it might be not a bad idea for a guy. Coming out of that environment, you have to have a certain uh, mindset. Yeah, you know, you may, yeah, maybe your angle, you know, looking at these things is a bit different to the average guy. So, <laughs> so I then um, I did that for, and I eventually ended up in the legal department, where people are sued, and and you know this whole process. Um, but in this whole process, I uh, started again on the sideline doing small construction projects, you know, renovating a kitchen and uh, fixing roofs. And, and so because of, I think, uh, the exposure that I had at school, it's, it became part of me. And obviously there was a desire for me to go back in that direction. So, and that's that type of, that business started growing. So eventually after more or less 10 years in the bank, I decided to go and do this thing full time. Full time. Uh-huh. So I then started um, general construction, like I think most people do. You know the handyman thing. Yes. So um, and then started getting involved in bigger projects with construction, building specifically. Then eventually I got interested in the plumbing arena because I mean, construction and, and and plumbing they 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 well they hand work hand in hand. Yeah, exactly. So you will not have a structure. Uh, without water, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully not without a toilet. So, yeah. uh, you know, so, and, and I realized that plumbing, you know, when you speak to the normal guy in the street and you're talking about plumbing, um, he envisions a toilet and a tap with water. Mm. And I can tell you, plumbing is not only about that. <laughs> Absolutely. There not. is a lot of science and a lot of things involved in having a proper plumbing installation that works and that will keep on working for the next 50 60 80 years it's it's a it's an from every podcast that i've had many technical podcasts harry and i can tell you now i'm a consumer i'm not a plumber but from what i've learned it is an intricate and complex trade it is it is not as simple as what the average consumer out there thinks it is definitely not i can tell you now that um and, and yeah, maybe I'm a I'm a bit of a I'm a very pl- proud plumber. I must mm. say that, but maybe I'm a bit arrogant, because in my opinion, without proper plumbing, nobody will survive. Yeah. Because if there's no proper clean drinking water, who's going to survive? If there's no way to convey your soil mm. or your waste, people will start dying, and yeah, that's a fact. It's so, unhealthy. It's so, unhygienic. So yes, uh, you know, it's not only conveying uh, whatever soil there is or getting the water there is also to get it there so that it's safe. I always say uh, the average consumer only realizes the value of plumbing work and plumbing plumbers when 
they don't have proper plumbing in their homes and when it's not fully functional. Well, yes, definitely so. I mean, you can imagine for yourself, um, and I think the ladies will, will connect to this quite fast. If the geezer blows, they will tell you, I don't care what you do, I want hot water tonight. <laughs> so, uh, and yes, you only realize these things once you are in need. Yeah. But it starts at the beginning at the installation. It's not only, exactly. you know, now we've got to fix this problem. Yeah. And there's no shortcuts. I can tell you that. People do take shortcuts or they try to take shortcuts um, at times. Maybe mainly due to the fact that they haven't been educated properly. Uh-huh. They haven't been trained properly. They do not understand in a lot of instances the components that they are working with. What are the functions? How do they work? And what can happen if I do this wrong, the risks, they, the, the risks, risks there are associated. immense risks involved. You know, if you're looking, if you're talking drainage system, <laughs> everybody would realize, you know, when you get close to a drain because there's a smell. Mm. Now that smell is gas, it's methane gas, and that can kill you. Exactly. So if there's a problem there and it hasn't been done correctly, people die. Mm. And if there's a flame put to that, it Ooh. can explode. So, yeah, there's a lot of things there, but. Coming back to my career path. This is where you got involved uh, and, and started to find a more interest in the yeah. plumbing in so, the plumbing trade when you were involved in the construction. So I trade. realized, you know, there's so many materials nowadays on the market as well. You know, back in the day, you used to have uh, galvanized piping uh, and then they started with copper. Now you have all this polyethylene plastic type of things. And, you know, there's, uh, there, I cannot, I, uh, I'm, I can't even try and, Remember how many of these types of materials are um, involved nowadays, and each has got a specific function. Mm. Um, and not everything is applicable to every installation. So um, if you really start to think about it, if you want to have a, uh, a Mini Cooper and you put um, 32-inch rims on it, I don't think you're going to get far. Um, so, yes, in the, in the plumbing is the same thing. You know, if you're over... If you oversize or you overestimate or whatever, you're not going to get the end result that you're looking for. <laughs> it won't be functional. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, so in any case, yeah. So I got involved in the in the you know I got more interested in the plumbing arena um, because I saw you know there's way more intricacies than most people will realize, uh, and I got really interested in this. Uh, eventually, going into the solar, doing solar geyser installations, heat pumps, so. Uh, yeah, that's that's where my interest lies. So I took quite a journey getting back into or getting to actually my career, if mm. you really think about that. And um, I eventually also realized, but I need to get some or other document or a certificate to say some, I'm a qualified. Some form of, exactly. Some, some form, of qualification. form of qualification. So, and amazingly enough, you think you know everything. Until you get to that trade test situation, then you realize you know you don't know anything. <laughs> um, and you know I've been in this in this type of industry now, uh, specifically starting from construction, close on thirty years now, and I'm still learning. Exactly. So, uh, my my argument is this: the day you stop stop learning, even if you think you know everything, I can tell you now there is something that you will not know yet. Even, even if it's something that already exists that you don't know about yet and that you can still learn about. But the fact is that technology evolves. 
Um, you know, there will always be new materials, new types of components, new equipment, new tools, new methods. Of That's doing it. You know, the whole, the whole, whole well, life evolves yeah. um, and improves, uh, mm. hopefully for the better. But even so, um, you know, if you look at all the aspects, I, w- I was talking to a, a group of students the other day. If we just look at the regulations that regulates plumbing, the plumbing industry. If you have to put those volumes in, if we, if I can try and explain to the listeners, if you have that on an A4 format, one side printed, and you would like to file those in a lever arch file that we all know, know the normal, you know, the standard lever arch file, you're looking at about eight files. Just like. So there is no way that any person can remember everything that's written in there. Uh, that person still needs to be born. So. In my opinion, that's actually your training manual mm. is that regulation because it tells you what is the legal way and the correct way to do install, uh, install uh, components. And what I think uh, a lot of people where they miss the point is that the regulation is there for the protection of the consumer. Exactly. So if you now deal with a person that does not have that qualification mm. or that does not have sufficient knowledge, or that does not know what component to use and in what context must I use it, it can become life-threatening. Exactly. And we've had uh, in the recent past uh, quite a number of geyser explosions. Um, I don't know if you can recall a couple of years ago, three people that died in a uh, uh, drainage uh, ditch where they wanted to clear the municipal Mm. blockage. And they went in and they never came out. So they were over, overwhelmed by these gases in there, yeah. and, and three of them died. So that that and, and and one of the most recent articles that I read about is uh, you know electric shock in the shower yeah. and in the bathtub. Yes, and it's small things. Mm. Um, and, and once again, you know, coming back to the lady wanting hot water tonight. Mm. Uh, sometimes you need to realize that yes, I can give you hot water, but what's the quality going to be? And are there maybe risks involved? Yes. With rushing this job, not doing it properly. Mm. So, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm not, um, uh, how can I say, I'm not slamming the consumer. It's your right, yes. Mm. But maybe you should realize it's not that easy exactly. to just disconnect and reconnect and everybody's happy. Mm. In that process, there are certain things that need to happen in a correct way. Um, or else it might be... You know, you might have hot water with a shock tonight. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. You mentioned the regulations that exist and that plumbing, have, uh, plumbing work has to com- comply with that, but it also has to comply with national standards, well, for that matter. Well, those, those regulations are the national standards, mm. and they're all backed up by the Water Services Act. Mm. Um, I mean, the Water Services Act says 
that these types of installation needs to comply to these regulations. So it's law. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like driving a car. Mm. You can make the decision whether you want to stop at the stop, stop sign. Exactly. But you, the person that's driving, in other words, in this instance, the consumer can make the decision whether I want to have this installation corrected or not. But if there's then a problem in the future somewhere, it's going to come off your budget. Yeah. And it's going to cost you. Yeah. And the risk is going back to you. So I think it's, it's important that the consumers understand that you also have a responsibility when it comes to these things. Um, you know, will you allow a person that's, even if he's 18, 19, 20 years old, never touch the steering wheel, will you hand over your keys of your Jag or your Ferrari to this no, for sure, For sure well, not. You know, in most instances, a property is most people's biggest asset. Mm. That's what they live for. That's what they work for. Now, why would you ruin this for yourself, for other people, by not having a proper installation done? A properly qualified person doing that installation, and this was this was where we left off when we yes. said that you realized that you needed that proper yeah, qualification. You know, that's that's what it, that goes without saying. So, I realized at some stage after doing these things, but um, to to promote myself, I need to get some form of a document to say that you know yes, this person can actually do what he's doing. Mm. So yeah, it took me quite a roundabout way. And only 15 years ago, I actually got my qualification. It's a so, yes, I got my qualification. Um, at that point in time, I did the, uh, the level four training through a company called Watersmith. Mm-hmm. And then I got challenged. People don't want to accept it. Although it was a qualification, it was a document, and it was accepted uh, wherever, there were certain people that said, but uh, you don't know what you're doing. You never did the trade test. So they challenged me to go and do the trade test, and I did the trade test. Mm. I went, I did the, booked a, a date, did the trade test, where it normally takes you two days, it took me six hours. So I finished the trade test within six That's hours, a- got my qualification, and Bob's your uncle, so there we go. That's that red seal they call the red seal. That's the red seal they're talking about. So, and, and I think this will also demonstrate to you, it's all about, um, I think, you know, when you're talking artisan, and I'm not only talking about plumbers, I'm talking electricians, uh, bricklayers, mm. uh, carpenters, all of these type of guys, it's like being an athlete. You have to practice. Yeah. You know, if you practice um, seven days a week, eight hours a day, then it becomes a natural thing. You just do it. Mm. And I always say, when you're in training, you need to aspire to become an athlete in your field. Mm. An Olympic athlete. A a professional athlete. That's it. So you need to do this all the time, and Mm. you need to remember how to do it, and that becomes a natural way of doing things. Hopefully, you've got the regulations, and you're doing it according to Mm. what the regulations say, and then you can't really go wrong. Mm. So, yes, so then I uh, obtained my qualification, um, and about five years ago, Oh, five, six years ago, um, I got to the point where I felt, you know what, I've done this now for quite a while. I think I know fairly well what I'm doing. And I think it's now I'm at the point where I need to start transferring the skill and the experience that I have. And the knowledge. And the knowledge to the next generation. Mm. Because I'm not going to be around forever. Um, 
So, you know, and, and that's, I think, where my role as the technical training manager now plays a big role. Yes. Uh, in the training environment itself. And people need to realize that not everybody is academically inclined. Yeah. I am not one of those guys. I can tell you now, at school, academics to me was a rumor. As long as I passed, <laughs> that was good. As you much know, as school holidays were. School holidays, you? well, they were a rumor as well. So, you know, so sport, activity, those type of things, that was where I shined. Excelled. So I was not. But you, but you have a natural apt for, for, for technical things. Well, and and that's, there's no shame to and it. And I think, you know, I hope people realize that not everybody can be a doctor or a lawyer or an attorney or whatever. There are people like me that can work with their hands. Exactly. But we need to allow them to work with their hands and we need to give them the opportunity to go for proper training. Yeah. So that yeah. they can get a proper qualification, so that they can excel in their career. And I can tell you, uh, once again, maybe I'm a bit arrogant, but in my opinion, even if you're a doctor or an attorney or an accountant, you will not have a fancy office if it's not for the simple artisan, the guy that laid the bricks, mm. the electrician, the sparky that connected the electricity, and the plumber that provided the water yeah. and is looking after your sewer system. Let's put it straightforward. Let's let's call a spade a spade. So, so, civil, civilization cannot exist Definitely. without plumbing. Well, we know cannot. that. Um, you know, I always uh, uh, make the comparison nowadays with this COVID uh, situation. And I say, you know what, um, can you imagine if all the plumbers in South Africa, for argument's sake, decide this Friday they're down their tools, they're not going to work anymore. Mm. And I can tell you, if that happens, within 21 days, you're not going to have enough doctors, hospitals, mm. or medical staff to treat. People will start dying. Mm. And that's a simple thing, and it's a fact. Yeah. So... You know, we need to maybe respect other people for what they do as well. I think there's a place under the sun for everybody. For the trades, the careers, the trades that they choose. Definitely so. And the apt that they have, the passion that they have for those industries. We need to guide these guys. Mm. If that's what he wants and that's what he wants to do, rather help him than to try and discourage him and point him in in another direction. Mm. The amazing fact is that of all the university degrees, if I can put it that way, uh, so that's generalizing, maybe doctors, attorneys, all of these guys. Of all the people that actually does qualify out of university, only about ten percent follow that career path until the day he dies. <laughs> we spoke about that just before we started so, yeah, recording. That's amazing <laughs> that you know we have this idea. Uh, I want to become an attorney uh, because there's a certain status you know connected to this, and I think. Uh, the public out there should realize it's not only the attorney or the doctor or the dentist that's important. And that carries value. That carries and value. Who, and, and whose services carries, carries exactly. value. Exactly. So, you know, if you go to the doctor, you don't argue his fees. Mm. Why do you argue the plumber's fees? Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. He's couldn't also have, a qualified person. <laughs> he's a qualified person and he's entitled, enti- entitled to his labor. Yeah. That is obviously being said if he's a qualified person and he's got the skills and the knowledge. Mm. Hence, this is where we, we left off earlier again, where you spoke about the role of the national technical manager. Yes. 
and and the effect that it has on on people getting the correct training yes. the correct qualification yeah. so what we do also is that we're not only looking at students you know from school level or uh, school leavers we are starting now we're also busy with a program now where we at school already starting to introduce them into the plumbing arena mm-hmm. to make them understand that it's not only about having water at a tap and having uh, a sewer system to convey this oil. Mm. There's a lot involved. The, the industry is very far and wide. And I can tell you now, if you think people like doctors make money, plumbers also make money. Yeah. I can tell you there are plumbers out there that has made themselves financially independent through plumbing. So it, people don't realize this. It can be such a lucrative career. Definitely so. Once again, you know, it all comes down to how qualified are you? Mm-hmm. How good are you with what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And in the end, I always say you will be measured against your last job that you mm-hmm. did. So mm-hmm. if you messed up somewhere, that rumor spreads like wildfire. Yeah, for sure. So I always uh, intended to be the person to say, if the job, when the job is finished, I would stand back and say, if this is my house, would I be happy? Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I measured myself, and I hope some of our, uh, well, all of our artisans out there will do the same, adopt this, to say, if this was mine, and if it was my family living in this house, would I be happy and feel comfortable and feel safe? Mm. That's the first test. Mm. So, and then obviously, I wanted to always be the guy. If they think about plumbing, my name must just come up. Yeah. It must be there. Yeah. So... And I think that's important because, and that's where training plays a big role yeah. uh, from the community's perspective. And there are some, I can tell you that there are some brilliant plumbers out there that doesn't have a qualification. But that's, that's certainly that's one of the, the, in your position, in your role as, as National Technical Training Manager, that's certainly an issue and a problem that you've realized through yeah. your role. Yeah, so, so, you know, we've realized that a couple of years ago so we have now also started introducing what we call ARPL, which is a recognition of prior learning. So it's a person with experience, without a qualification, and we then guide that person through, obviously, accredited training facilities to actually obtain his qualification and to fill the gaps on those topics that he doesn't know anything mm. about or doesn't know enough about. So. So that's part of, of why I'm here and also part of our training department in, in NIOPSA as we get involved in the training of our plumbing artisans. Mm. From, um, as I say, we're already starting now with at school level information. Um, we're trying to also inform the consumer. Mm. You know, and I think uh, information to the consumer is very important. Mm. Um, and I want to caution the consumer don't use a guy standing, uh, you know, at the street with a little carton thing saying he's a plumber. Yeah. How do you know what this guy's skill level is? Yeah. You don't know. You're taking a chance. Yeah. You're thinking you're saving 100 rand or 200 rand. But that 200 rand that you save can cost you millions. Exactly. It, 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 it's not only the financial risk, Harry, that we're looking at for the consumers. I mean, if, if plumbing work is not done correctly, not, a, not according to standard, etc., um, the financial risk, yes, because a, a, a cheap job is one that's going to have to be re- fixed and done uh, uh, again, completed again by another, uh, uh, another installer. 
but it's also the the health and the safety risk well, involved in that. It's all that's you know. It's a package. Yes. Um, if if I'm talking financial impact, if you get ill, then there's a financial impact already. Oh, for sure. So, you know, we're talking financial, but we're also talking safety. We're talking health. Mm. We're talking um, people's lives, mm. for that matter, because a a you know a small mistake today can cost you and can influence what hap- what happens with you mm. for the rest of your life. So, um, so yeah, that's that's part of our um, journey. Part of my job is to get involved with these accredited training facilities to make sure that they are upholding the standard, mm. that the facilities are uh, of such a nature that they can actually do this training properly, mm. that they've got the equipment, the materials, the know-how, the curriculum. Um, so, you know, that's where I get involved is to support these guys, to support the plumber out there and also to support our consumer mm. because in the end, if you don't have a proper qualified person with the skills and the knowledge, then there are huge risks. Uh, you know, just coming back to the to the financial impact, uh, I had a situation a couple of years ago when I was still uh, doing plumbing work myself where um, a person asked me for a quote, gave him a quote, and uh, didn't hear anything. Two weeks later, I phoned him up. I said, so, uh, you know, I just wanted to find out what is the situation. He said, no, but you're too expensive. I said, okay. So that's fine. You know, it's your decision. Uh, I just hope that this person that's going to do this work for you. At a um, cheaper price. At a cheaper price. is going to do it properly. He's going to use the correct materials, approved materials. Mm. In other words, you know. Compliant. Compliant. The material, the component must be compliant to the regulation. And also install it in terms of that regulation. Mm. So, yeah, unfortunately, it was a solar installation. And this happened in late November. So, and I said, well, you know, in that instance, um, it's fine. Good luck. Have a nice life. And we moved on. So I'm on holiday in December, standing at the sea fishing. And my phone started ringing. Uh, And as a rule, I don't answer my phone when I'm on holiday. And then I, after a while, realized it's this person. And I thought, but I've got no connection with him. He's, and I left it. So eventually on the 2nd of January, I phoned the guy back. And he was in tears. <laughs> he says, you, can you please help me? I said, why must I come and help you? I didn't do the work. Where's the guy that did the work? <laughs> no, you cannot get hold of the person. In any case, short story long, long story short, I uh, eventually got there. So as I approached the house, I thought uh, they must have done they must have sandblasted the windows or something because you couldn't see through the window from the outside only to realize when I went inside it's all steam and water. So these people went, also went on holiday. And one of the safety valve discharge pipes that they should have installed to discharge outside, they never did that properly. And the result was with it being a solar geyser, uh, geyser this thing heated up every day over a three-week three, uh, period, and it overheated, and that steaming hot water discharged inside the house, and uh, that piece of, piece of pipe would have cost them about, let's say, 250 rand, and the damage to the property eventually ended up 2.5 million. So there's a typical example of a small component 
250 rand, which this guy was cheaper, so let's allow him mm. to do the job. And that's a typical example of what may happen. I'm not saying it will happen, mm. but the chances are very likely mm. if you use not a qualified person that does not have the skill, does not have the qualification and the knowledge that you're running the risk. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, uh, even the insurance uh, turned a blind eye to this person. They said, but, you know, the terms are simple. The manufacturer's uh, installation specifications are simple. The warranty conditions say that this installation needs to be installed in terms of those standards. Mm which hasn't happened. So sorry for your damage. Sorry for your miserable life you're going to have, but those are the facts. Yeah. So he lost that type of money. And, and that's all because he chose to use, chose to use somebody use who's cheaper, but it didn't follow the, let's call it the rules for well, that matter. Yeah, they're basically. Yeah. Not within the law. Mm. Uh, and that's nine times out of 10 why people are cheaper. Yeah. You know, if you want to take shortcuts, you'll be cheap. Mm. And so I'm saying, what I'm saying is a skilled person, whether it's a doctor, a dentist, a plumber, an electrician, a bricklayer, he's entitled to that professional fee because he mm. is a professional person. Mm. And if a person is qualified and registered with the applicable bodies, here we go. Then you That's have got a recourse as a consumer. Exactly. You can go somewhere. Yeah. But if not, you're going to have this fly-by-night thing. The guy disappears. You're not going to get all of him again. That's what, that's what these industry bodies are for. It's, it's, to, yeah, it's to uplift the, the, the quality of services in the industry. It's to uplift the industry. It's to change a perspective with the, with the consumers yes. and to bring to the attention to the consumers the risks that are involved. Like you said, 2.5 million worth of damage just because the guy didn't want to use a properly qualified and, and, a, and a cheaper service provider. So it's, it's, it's maybe an extreme example, yeah. but that's... You know, that's what happens out there every day. Exactly. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. At Advanced Valves, respect and integrity are our core values. This means our products have been manufactured with the proud plumber in mind. The one who does not compromise on quality. The proud plumber who saves his customers money and time. You, who values the importance of using SABS approved products. Visit your nearest plumbing store to purchase SA's preferred valve brand. Advanced Valves, your trusted leader in building your reputation. Also available on App Plumber. You mentioned you, you, when you uh, actively worked in the field, in your plumbing industry, in your plumbing company. Um, you, you were the, one, the guy who said you wanted to be the guy who's on everybody's lips. Yep. Because of the fact that you realized, Harry, that you are a professional in your trade. That's it. And hence the importance of people, also, you know, every plumber realizing that, taking that pride in their trade <coughs> and the work and the services they deliver and make, form part of the professional industry, form part of the professional bodies. IOPSA exists. PIRB exist. Register. Get yourself part of that support structure, that community of l sort of, let's call it like-minded people, like-minded plumbers who, who actually take pride in their work. Definitely so. You know, and, and uh, you know, we're talking plumbers now. 
But the same applies to attorneys and all of these other professional people. There is a body that they need to register to. Doctors have that body. And to be able to be continuously connected to that body, you need to develop yourself. Mm. You need to keep up to the trend. You need to keep up with what's happening out there with technology. And that's why I'm saying I cannot understand why people or a professional, a so-called professional person, does not want to register with these bodies. Mm. Maybe because he needs to now put some extra time, his own personal time in to study mm. or to get up to date with the regulations. So, you know, this regulation thing is not uh, a piece of stone that's sitting there that's been done for 40 and, years ago. And, and that, that will never change. It that, changes, that it changes change. continuously. So you need to keep up to date with what's happening in the mm. industry. Mm. And your professional girl, uh, a person that's uh, affiliated with a professional mm. body at least use the consumer has got the peace of mind that this person hopefully does what he's supposed to do. In other words, he stays professional, he stays updated in his profession, in his industry, and my opinion is you will do much better using a person like that to work or do mm. the work for mm. you than to do a person without that. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, um, Coming back to the training once again, you know, the, the spectrum is wide. And I feel it's important that the skills guys are getting the recognition that all the other people out there get. And maybe if we change our perception as the community, as the consumer out there, and start looking at these type of things, we will realize we cannot live without these guys. Yeah, And we need to support them. Realize Rather support value. them and help them. So that they can also improve themselves. Mm. And by improving themselves, they will deliver a better service to you, the consumer, and also give you peace of mind that you can go to bed tonight and your geezer, which is incidentally overhead, will not explode. Yeah. Yeah. And that your your waste will not uh, well, sit in the pipes and back push up, back and push back into your shower. Or you light a match in your house and the methane gas explodes. But Harry, um, just before we, I, I see that we are drawing to a close of this episode, but just before we, 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 we uh, uh, close it off, I just wanted to get back to the fact that, you know, we, we, we discussed your career and your career background and from where you started uh, until where you now fulfill the role of National Technical Training Manager. It's, it, uh, it's so interesting for me to know, you know, that, that there's scope within the plumbing industry. It's, the guys, you don't always have to be the one who digs the trenches. Exactly. You can, you called it continuously develop yourself, yeah. professionally develop yourself. You can grow. You can grow from, from the actual worker that digs the trenches to the guy that owns his own plumbing company. You did that. Well, you, know, you, can, you, can, you can then develop into, you can get involved with the industry bodies. You did that. There's, there's scope. There's room to grow progress and, and, and move forward? I think the only person uh, that feels limited within his profession is the person that's not willing to grow himself. And learn to more. To expand and to be better. I can tell you, in the plumbing industry, there are an array of possibilities. You know, from digging the trench. And if you haven't dug a trench as a plumber, then you're not really a plumber. Mm. I can tell you now. You have to do that. You have to understand you have to do the hard miles. Mm. You know, my late father always used to say, put on your work boots 
and go work. Mm. Stick out your hands. That certificate is not going to do the job. Yeah. You have to go out every day. You're going to stick out your hands. You're going to do the job. And I can tell you, I can give our listeners the guarantee that being a plumber is not only digging trenches mm. and clearing sewer lines. There is a huge spectrum. Mm. You know, you can get involved in the engineering sector. I, me as a non-educated, not a highly intelligent person as far as academics is concerned, <laughs> due to my knowledge of the regulations and how it works, I have actually convinced engineers and architects that they have done the wrong thing when it comes to planning the building. Mm. So that's how important the plumber is. Exactly. So instead of digging trenches, you need to develop yourself. Yeah. Promote yourself. Be better. Become better. And I can tell you, the opportunities are there. You know, from starting doing basic plumbing, basically, let's call it 20, 25 years ago, to where I am today, I feel that I have moved through the ranks. And a lot of this has happened by choice. Mm. In other words, I got to a point where I've got the knowledge, I've got the skills, I've, I can, you know, I can do this thing. And I felt I need to transfer. Mm. And I sincerely hope that the, let, let's call it the older plumbers out there, will start realizing that they need to transfer whatever they have, their knowledge, experience, and skills to the next generation. We are not going to be around forever. Mm. Um, and hopefully, the potential artisan that's going to start out need to also realize you mustn't narrow your own scope. A scope. Mm. You must expand. You must look for the opportunity. And you must grow within your career. Whether you are a doctor, an attorney, doesn't matter. When you're in that type of environment and when you become a professional or want to be professional, you need to expand your own knowledge mm. and improve yourself. And only those people that improve themselves, that are willing to put in the miles, are the people that will achieve at the end and that will and may become financially independent. So you get some attorneys that die poor mm. and you get some attorneys that die rich mm. and the same with plumbers. Yeah. So it all depends on the person and the support structure that you have around you. And I think that message is one of the most important. If a person makes a career choice, you as the, uh, the, the parent, the uh, spouse, support this person. Mm. Help him. Help him to grow and, you know, give him credit for what is due. So, and I think it's important that we understand that everybody has got a choice. Yeah. You make your choices, you make your decisions. But my opinion is if you decide to, to take a road, you go full out. Mm. And you will get to a crossroad. You make the decision which direction am I going. And once again, once you shows that direction, you go full out again until the next crossroad. Yeah. So, Harry, I think that's a powerful way to, to end off this episode. Just before we say goodbye, have a listen to this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za.
like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Band podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Once again, I want to thank you for your time and your effort in having joined me in studio today, having come through all the way from Jovic's side. Um, and yeah, I think the valuable information that you've shared with the audience, whether they be in the plumbing industry themselves, whether they be consumers, um, it carries a lot of weight. Um, well, um, I can say thank you for the opportunity, you know, from not from a pers- only a personal side, but also from my officer. You know, we're trying there, we are out there, we're trying to improve the, the industry to the benefit of the consumer. Mm. So thank you for the opportunity. And I would like to invite the consumers to go and have a look on the websites. Go and have a look on the IOPSA website and on the PERP website. And I think you will realize there's much more involved in plumbing than just water at a tap and a toilet that flushes. And what meets the eye. That's it. But thank you once again for the opportunity. Lastly, thanks again to you, the listener out there, having joined us for this episode. Uh, we, do, we do believe that this message carries a lot of weight to you. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio. Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion.